Al, if there's one thing I know about you. Yeah. It's that you are a connoisseur, a big fan, and you love to play first-person shooters. Mm. Buddy. No. Yes. Oh, hang on. Um, gathering my notes, and I'm, I'm hang on. I'm, I would I would I like to issue a rare correction <laughs> on the season language of Bovia. Um, that is incorrect. Al does not like to play first-person shooters. It's one of the few genres that I'm just absolutely not about. However. However. If we just played a first-person shooter. <laughs> we did all the way through. All the way through. Uh, hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Season Language Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Al and Ladium. Hello. And uh, we're going to talk about the video game today mm-hmm. that we played through, that we did with first person, and we shot some folks. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. I feel like there we had an interesting, I think, conversation last night when we were playing. Mm-hmm. Where it really hit home how much you don't under you, like you don't play first person shooters like I do <laughs> when like for some reason your brain just like decided to forget all the controls for the game for whatever reason it um, did. and you were like how do I how do I run again and I was like uh, just do left stick because for me that's just like oh yeah left stick you click it in you sprint I was like left first stick person shooter you, controls left stick like, I'm walk. just walking yeah I was like. Oh, right. Yeah, you have to click it in. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was another one that, like, oh, melee. I was trying to figure out how to mm-hmm. melee. You're like, just click in the stick. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. Yeah, you, you right stick, click it in. That's your melee. Because, like, I... go ahead. Because for me, like, obviously, because like, I play a lot of these types of games, like, ever since Call of Duty 4, they basically have, like, made a centralized control scheme for first-person shooters. So, like, if you're playing an FPS, a lot of games are going to have, like, you know, you're going to sprint on the left stick by clicking it in. You're going to do melee on the right stick by clicking in. You know, left trigger, right trigger, aim down side, shoot, all that sort of stuff. Um, There's not a whole lot of parity between, like, different games in terms of the control scheme. So, like, you know, for me, coming to this game with all that knowledge, it's just, like, second nature to me. But for you you don't really have that second knowledge. Mm. So, like, all of this is still kind of just, like, weird and foreign to you, so... Yeah, I mean, like, I can pick up any RPG and figure it out pretty quickly. I can do platformers pretty quickly, but, like, hand me an FPS and I'm just like, um... <laughs> okay. Even, like, third-person shooters, like, I do fine with Resident Evil and stuff like that, or, yeah, that's third-person. Um, Like, even with those, I do fine. Mm-hmm. It, it's just first-person shooters. I cannot do them. But you're also just not playing a lot of them, so... No, and I mean, that's part of why I don't, is just because yeah. I, I I, am not good at them and don't <laughs> generally enjoy them. I, there are a few that are exceptions. Correct. Um, but uh, we, we decided to get together and play uh, the uh, the latest entry in the, the, the new Wolfenstein series, mm-hmm. um, the spinoff game Youngblood, mm-hmm. uh, which takes place like 20 years after the end of Wolfenstein 2 in 1980, where things have changed. Um, I know a lot of people kind of going into this thought like there was going to be a lot more story involved and everything, but... 
for me, I always I, I felt like I going into this like I knew there wasn't going to be. Yeah. Like it was obviously going to be kind of more minimalistic than the numbered uh more mainline Wolfenstein games have been. Um, especially because like this is a thirty dollar game. Like you're not, I would not expect like the same amount of story and detail that you would get from those sixty dollar entries. Like, right. That's just that's that just seems unrealistic. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the the one key thing that's very different about this game is that they do change a lot of the gameplay mechanics. Um, the shooting feels very similar to the other Wolfenstein games. You know, you you still have like a lot of different weaponry to choose from. You ha- you get to feel you know, that kind of power fantasy when you're shooting folks and all that stuff. Like, it doesn't go, like, all the way bonkers like uh, Wolfenstein 2 did where you could, like, dual-wield machine guns and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I still I felt like the, the shooting was good in this. And they also add in a lot of, like, uh, platforming and traversal mechanics that makes it a lot easier to get around the areas um, and allows you to kind of, like, maneuver around levels a little bit more where you get, like, a double jump and stuff like that to where... In a weird way, it felt very similar to Doom 2016, which I wasn't expecting because those other Wolfenstein games have kind of not, they've been good game, uh, gunplay wise, but like not to the extent that Doom was Mm -hmm. like, they felt kind of like a half step, half step behind Doom in that way. Um, I think this kind of gets it a little bit closer, but it's still like not all the way there yet, but um I think that stuff's all fine. Uh, the one difference, though, is that, like, there is leveling in this game, and the enemies have levels. So, basically, the uh, the whole concept around this game, the whole, like, areas you're going around, they're very, like, limited. Like, you have, like, what, five areas to go around, and they're all kind of, like, interconnected to each other, um, all within, like, this little area of Paris, basically. So there's not a whole lot of, like, levels to go through. And a lot of the levels you will kind of be going back to as, like, a lot of the side quests will take you back to the areas you've already been to to basically just run through and do do it like that. Um, that basically becomes the reason for why, like, the enemies have levels and they basically level with you. Yep. To, like, they don't really, like, it doesn't make the difficulty, like, kind of, like, change really from beginning to end. Um, it kind of just stays persistent and with the way that like they designed these levels and everything like it makes sense to do that because if you went with a more traditional system of like you know oh you you come out in the first area you go through in paris and then like you come back to it like hours later near the end like you're just going to overpower all these enemies and it right. just obliterate them even like halfway through the game you would be obliterating all the enemies essentially um so it at least gives it a bit of a challenge it gives it a bit of a challenge, and also with the way they kind of, like, uh, substitute enemies in once you, like, start getting higher levels. Like, there's a bunch of different enemy variety that you get at the higher levels compared to when you're first beginning. Um, it adds a little bit more of a challenge and a, and a bit more of, like, you know, trying to find the right strategy for taking on specific enemies. You know, like, there's the whole idea of, like, uh, certain enemies have different types of shields, so, like, you'll want a specific gun to counteract that specifically. Um, and you, you, you find a lot more of that later in the game compared to when you're first beginning. And then just the big robo dogs have the red parts that you have to shoot that like, that that does a lot more damage. And you run into a lot more of those types of enemies as you get further and further into the game. Um, 
So like I I know that's been kind of like a a point of contention for people thinking mm-hmm. that like oh like they're just copying like games like Destiny and stuff like that which to an extent I can understand why people would think that but also I think it's kind of a thing where people just play like the first hour of this game and just think that that's it yeah and they don't see a lot of story and just think that's it and just completely throw their hands in the air and and give up because that's just how gamers work these days well and we have to talk about some of the yeah, yeah the yeah, review yeah. bombing because there's a lot more to yeah. it than that but but like i think there is like there is a there is a point to that argument where like i think parts of this game kind of just don't under don't understand what it's trying to be no i agree with you on that like the leveling stuff makes sense to an extent but at the same time like having to go back and like redo levels just to do side quests just to to gain experience to level up specific skills and whatnot like sure that could be fun to an extent but at the same time like you're just kind of making content for the sake of content's sake and it's not really like adding much to the game it's not adding much to the gameplay per se um and there's really not not much of a big reward for going back and doing all those side quests, really. Like, you're not getting a lot of lore out of them. The only thing you're really getting is, like, the ability to upgrade your weapons and Some upgrade your abilities. Maybe. Some collectibles. Um, being able to purchase new skins and helmets, I guess, if you wanted to. Like, you're not going around and, like, getting loot or anything. Like, if this was, like, a, a loot-based shooter or, as the kids like to call them, a shalooter. 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 Um that would make more sense because you would be going back through those areas and replaying them with the chance of like, Oh, you know, there's a percentage chance of getting this type of drop in this area. If we do this, what this mission over and over again, we should do that to try and see if we can have our odds be in our favors in that, in that, in that type of position. Um, with this, like it just, you don't really have that because there's no loot or anything. It's just, you're, you're basically just grinding essentially. And for this game, you really don't need to like i think at the beginning um when they give you those three uh, missions to to take down the uh, the brother towers mm-hmm. like that's the only time you really have to grind because they're like once they give them to you you're pretty much under leveled for them and yeah. it's like well here's a bunch of side quests go do those and then you'll eventually get leveled up to do that once you're past that you don't really need to grind anymore right sorry i yawned you're fine buddy so yeah like it, it's a there's a lot of the decisions in here that, like, I understand, like, why they would make that, especially because it is a $30 game. But at the same time, it is a game that I think has a bit of an identity crisis in terms of what do they what they want to try and make it. And perhaps this is a thing of, like, just them testing the water to see, like, you know, would something like this work in a future Wolfenstein game? Right. Or a future game in general? Because, like, this would be some, this would be the kind of place you would do something experimental like that just to test the waters um so yeah that's basically kind of the nuts and bolts of the gameplay because it's a first person shooter it's that uh you have abilities like there is a uh, there's a cloaking ability which if you want to make this like a stealth game you can which that makes the idea that they kind of put in a, a bit more like stealth into this game uh like I said, makes sense because uh, one of the developers of this is Arcane, and they were the ones behind Dishonored games. Mm-hmm. Those were very stealth heavy, so it makes sense. There's a, a stealth mechanic in this, and there's also like another ability that we didn't really get into, which was like, wonder you just like fling yourself into enemies, basically. <laughs> yeah, we didn't do that. Um, and basically, we didn't really do the stealth much either. Like, 
we did it a couple of times near the beginning when we were kind of lower level but like once we got past this we would just like walk into areas and just like or (laughs) or (laughs) um there were at least two that i can think of that i i shot a thing and then all the nazis are like oh 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 and then you're like what did you do Like, oops. He was like, I'm sorry, I just tried to shoot something and they got all mad. Well, the first time there was like this big airship that we fell down off of. And then um, like when we landed, I was like, oh, hey, look, here's a Nazi on the ground. I'm just going to shoot him in the head for being a Nazi. And then when I did that, then like everybody came out and they're after us. and was what is going on? They all <laughs> fell out of the sky. You're like, they didn't all fall out. <laughs> so we had to deal with that. And then there was the other time that I decided, like, we were, we were kind of being sneaky sneaky. And then I found, like, a Hitler statue. Mm-hmm. And I just took, like, my machine gun to his head. And then all the Nazis were alerted. And then we had to clear that out. <laughs> I still stand by that. That was a good decision. It was a good decision, but it was just funny. <laughs> was... I just remember the first time you're like, what did you do? I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Oh, buddy. Uh, but yeah. Um. So I, one of the key things of this game is obviously that it is its entire thing's playable in co-op, and that seems to be the way to do it. Yeah, I find would not s- have played this if it were not like yeah. something I could play with you. Especially find someone you know. Yes. play co-op like you can play it and like match make and find just some random person to play with but that doesn't seem as fun and you can also play it single player with an AI partner but again that doesn't seem as fun um, mm-hmm. playing a co-op is definitely the way to do this thing um, yeah and everything just like it, it all works really well in co-op so um like we didn't really have any issues with connectivity except for like the first time we tried to connect to each other, and, but after that time. it was like it was a okay. Um, you can basically break the game by having like good peps, which is like little taunts mm-hmm. you can give to your sister, and it gives them as like specific like ability or something. So like we had like ones where it's like you'll give me full armor and I'll just give you full health. Yep. Apparently there was one that like. If you activate it, you can revive your partner from like ways away, like a ways away. Yep, I saw which that. Which seems useful, but like I, I liked our strategy of just using full armor and full full health, because that was just like it was really good in case like we were in a pickle, like one of us goes down, we just get the other back up and just immediately pop that up, and we're back at full everything. Yep. So, but uh, let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the game. Um, there's like I said, there's not a whole lot of story to this. No. Um. There's a, there's a bit in the beginning, there's a bit in the end, there's a little bit in the middle, but other than that, it, there's not a whole lot of story. Like, a, a lot of this game is just going to be you playing and shooting Nazis. Yep. Which isn't a bad thing. Not a bad thing. It's not a bad time at all. Um, so I guess if, you, if you're worried about spoilers, um, this would be the time to check out... But uh, there's not a whole there like there aren't that many spoilers. There's not a whole lot of spoilers except for the end, which which goes into some 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 stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dive into story stuff here briefly. <laughs> uh, like I said, this takes place uh, 20 years after Wolfenstein 2. Uh, you are in 
in Texas. Uh, BJ and Anya are raising their daughters, Jessica and Sophia. Uh, they're raising them in the ways to combat Nazis. So, like, BJ takes Jessica. Which one was which? Uh, he was teaching Jessica how to shoot. Okay. So he's teaching Jessica how to, like, hunt and shoot and be, like, aware of your surroundings and everything. Anya is teaching Sophia, like, kickboxing, essentially. Yep. <laughs> Which is wild. Um, so you get to see, like, a little bit of the home life. Also, you know, they just briefly meant, or, like, just casually dropped, like, oh, yeah, BJ killed Hitler. Yep. <laughs> Which is a thing that technically hasn't happened in the canon of these games yet. And there's, like, just off the side, like, oh, yeah, he killed Hitler. It's fine. Whatever. Everything's fine in America now. For the most part. Yeah, um, it was weird. A little bit later, BJ goes missing. Um, so everyone's kind of just like, where did he go? Uh, Anya calls in a friend from Wolfenstein 2, uh, Grace Walker, which I feel like they take her characterization kind of in a bad way. Yeah. Um, because in Wolfenstein 2, she's like a revolutionist. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, obviously because that game takes place in the 60s like it's that type of like revolutionist and all that and then for her in like 20 years later to just be the head of the fbi like seems yeah real gross yeah i don't like that like i don't know if like it's some weird like like dig at boomer culture in a way but it just seems like bad um but uh she brings her daughter abby along with them because they're all friends. Uh, the kids are all friends. And then the kids find like a hidden room in the attic and find out that BJ has been like investigating uh, the Nazi occupied version of Paris. Mm -hmm. um, and it, they suspect he's like meeting up with the French resistance and they steal a helicopter and go to France. <laughs> and power suits. And power suits. Yes. Because power suits are a thing from the, the second game, which basically kind of like make you somewhat invincible. They give you like more like superpowers essentially. Like, you can like you jump can, like, high, jump and... high and run fast and all that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, you you basically you head to France. Uh, you meet up with uh, the leader of the French Resistance, this lady named Juju, in uh, the catacombs. In the catacombs, which she is a a lady that BJ had like a picture of, so they think that obviously she would know where BJ is. That and she tells the girls that she doesn't really know. But uh, they eventually try and fi or find out that he is trying to get into this Nazi installation called Lab X. Lab X. Which and she does. Um, one of the things that's funny about this is that uh, they show up and she's like, girls, you ever killed Nazis? They're like, yeah, we <laughs> totally killed totally. Nazis. And she's like, yay, have some wine and cigarettes. And they're like, we've never done this before. What are we doing? Yep. Ah, <sighs> our Nancy Drew girls. <laughs> yep. Uh, so you find out that, like, in order to to find out where Lab Access and to gain access to it, you need to hack the computers of these brothers, which are like a, like big security towers that are scattered throughout New Patty. New Patty. Um, and those are like the three big missions. New that Berlin, you... actually. Oh God. Um. <laughs> there is an area in New Paris called New Berlin, and. I, it was loading. We were going into one, that area, and me being the intelligent uh, college degree person that I am was like, oh, New Berlin. I wonder where old Berlin. Oh. Yep. It, it happened immediately like that. You got like, Bert. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it 
I was like, all right. Uh, <laughs> it was funny. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, you gotta you gotta go into into New Paris and find all find the towers and everything. Those are the three uh, big missions that are kind of level locked at the beginning. Once you kind of gain access to the catacombs and all that stuff, uh, the catacombs are kind of your little like safe area that you can accept side missions from. You can play a version of Caf- like uh, Return to Castle Wolfenstein <laughs> on an arcade cabinet, which is it works really well. It's fine. Um, it's really goofy. Um, and yeah, that's basically you can run around and just talk to folks and all that sort of stuff also what another one of the weird things about this game is that like it has daily and weekly challenges in it yeah. which again i think ad- like adds to the idea that like this is a game that doesn't understand really what it wants to be because like you don't need those no you don't you don't like, I, we never even attempted one because i looked at that once and i was like this is weird okay i'm just gonna walk away from this yeah you said this is weird and then i'm like oh yeah we're we're not doing that and we didn't do that. We did not do that. Um, so eventually you go find all the towers. Uh, you're able to hack into them and gave, give Abby access to them to help her find out where Lab X is. Uh, throughout all the towers, you get like special weapons. Like There's a laser weapon, a, a, a faux grenade launcher, essentially, mm-hmm. and then like an electrical weapon that all kind of like allow you to gain access to like bonus areas, essentially, that include like crates with like coins in them or just like collectibles or just a bunch of ammo or stuff like that um you also get like this encoded transmission every once in a while like bits and pieces of it yeah as you go through which is all in german which is weird um uh we mentioned earlier as well like there's a bunch of collectibles to find like um 3d glasses you can can find 3d glasses which are basically just like uh, 3d models of specific things within the 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 game like characters or enemies and all that sort of stuff there are cassette tapes that all feature different different things like talk about your favorite one resistance things um like speeches german five germanified things of music which is a thing in the series specifically like uh i think in wolfenstein uh, the first wolfenstein that they did that machine games did uh there's a german version of the beatles which is uh Hmm. interesting uh like and there's like a fake Jimi hendrix that uh, joins your team and all this uh, <laughs> in this game specifically there is an electronica german fied version of house of the rising sun mm-hmm. and it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> it's wild like that it was like like i picked that that's that cassette up and i was like house of the rising sun like is this the and then i just saw the lyrics and like they had been changed a little bit it's like that's the lyrics to house of the rising sun <laughs> and i was like dude there's a f- cover of house of the rising sun this game <laughs> and you're like where i need to see this and we both just listen to it and it's it's wild it's real wild um obviously you gotta get that 80s vibe going for you but yeah that's it's super weird uh there are a little like inconsistencies i think with their version of 1980 or like you kept yeah. mentioning how a lot of like the slang fell off um like it, it's it, i guess it obviously this is kind of like an alternate reality obviously um but their version of 1980 kind of feels like a like a, a mishmash of just all of 19 of the 1980s. Yep. Specifically, which is weird. Um, also, in terms of collectibles, you can find a bunch of like just readables, which are just like notes, newspaper articles, a lot of sorts of stuff. Um, VHS tapes, mm-hmm. which they've changed like VHS the 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 acronym into something different. I guess it's probably like like the UK version. something. Yeah. Um, 
UKX maybe? Yeah, maybe. Uh, you can find floppy disks, which basically give you like information out in the world. Um, you also find concept art, which is basically in like these locked uh, chests that are usually hidden behind a floppy disk. You have to find that has the code in it and all that sort of stuff. So like there's a little, uh, there's a wide variety of different collectibles that if you wanted to go through and like 100% this, like you would definitely have to find a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. which I think kind of like they would want you to if you want to add to the replayability of this game, which that would be something to do essentially, essentially. Um, but yeah, you, you eventually find all of the three brother towers, hack into them, uh, get little bits and pieces of, um, this encoded message. And then you head back to the catacombs to celebrate. And, uh, and Juju gives you some wine again and it knocks the girls out. Uh, this is when you get to the big reveal that Juju is actually a Nazi agent. Her, her mute partner is a man by the name of general Lothar who is a disgraced commander of the Nazi forces in new Paris. And they're trying to basically enact plans to take over like OG Berlin and reenact the, like a, or bring forth forth a fourth Reich. Yeah. Um, but Abby had figured this out. Yes. Abby basically, she, she down, once you get all three towers, she downloads this like image that is the dude. And she like, she sees it, looks over and it's like, uh, Oh, like has this like a directional microphone that she points towards them and she hears them basically talking about their plan to drug the the sisters and everything with the wine and then and then murder them so she she tips off the sisters before they get back and they basically don't drink the wine and fake being asleep and try to fight back um keyword try try yeah things don't go so well abby gets real messed up and by messed up i mean she gets her eye stabbed out yep um, which is which, not not great. Yikes. Uh, and then Juju and Lothar are able to escape. And then that leads you basically to the end game where you have to find... You basically go find Lab X, infiltrate it, and you have to take down uh, Juju and Lothar. Yes. Um, so Lab X is basically a huge, huge area where, you know, you have to fight a lot of, like, high-level enemies and a lot of sort of stuff. It's very, like, high-tech, futuristic, well, 80s futuristic, essentially. Um it's basically this giant like tower essentially that they have yep. encased the Eiffel Tower in, which you have to like press two propaganda stickers to get into. But mm-hmm. feels like I mean that feels very appropriate that like Nazi ideology would just basically take this iconic um, thing from said country and basically be like, well, we're stealing this and putting it in our own image. Yep. So you fight through a bunch of Nazis throughout Lab X. Um, eventually you find like this one area that has like a the walls blown out and there's like a weird like cave path through it. And you're like, well, this is weird. Let's let's go this way. Um, you walk down that and then like once you like turn a corner, like a gun pops out at you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, crap. Uh, one of the sisters takes the gun and like tries to deflect it away. And then, oh, Here's old BJ Blaskowitz. Yep. <laughs> just hiding out. And his stylish choker that is actually just his head attached yep. to his neck. Yep. It looks like a stylish choker. Actually, his entire outfit is very stylish at this point. He's got like on his like white nice shirt and then like suspender pants and he's got that choker. It's mm-hmm. good look. Uh so BJ is like tells you like what's going on he's very surprised that like his daughters are here and like trying to find him he's like okay 
Um, he he mentions that like he's been here because he messed everything up, and they're like, "Dad, you killed Hitler. How could you say you messed things up?" And then here's where BJ just drops like the big bombshell of this game. He's like, "So uh, there are alternate dimensions. There's alternate realities and dimensions." <laughs> Which is wild. <laughs> Which, like, yeah, of course. Of course. Um, and he mentions, basically, when, when he killed Hitler, Hitler's, like, life vitals had, um, were, were attached to this, like, doomsday device that once, like, his vitals, like, were offline, the doomsday device activated, and that has, that's basically what, what's happened. Um, uh, and BJ's been trying to figure out a way to, like, put it put a stop to it but he can't figure it out um so he's like, been fo following all the like instructions they got from set is that yeah. the name mm -hmm. but it's just not working um so they they give him like a piece of paper that like abby had made and then he's just like oh of course <laughs> this is it so he takes like the, the this device which is the thing from two i forget exactly what it does i think it kind of it's like a key of some sort that like interacts with the power armor i want to say he like splits it in half and puts puts the halves basically into both of his daughters and like your arms start freaking out yep. and we were like um what's this um so that happens and then like you 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 see like there's like nazi soldiers like trying to sneak up on you and then like on uh bj's table are just like two machine guns and like once the the Nazis are about to like shoot them, he just picks them up, turns around, dual wields them, and just blows them all up. As long, along with uh, the do the daughters are also doing the same. Yep. It's fantastic. Yep. And then Justice like starts beating dude like one dude's head in with the butt of a gun. I'm like, holy yep. crap! I mentioned this like during this scene, but like it's still like absolutely wild that like one of like the original like first person shooter characters who was literally just a face in the middle of a screen has gotten so much characterization yep from this series like it's li <laughs> literally ridiculous so basically you go you uh the sisters go off to find uh juju and lothar bj's just like i'm just gonna go shoot some nazis <laughs> yep i'll see you guys in a little bit um, so you ride an elevator up to where uh, Juju and Lothar are. They have basically taken over uh, Lab X and have... They're trying to uh, weird robot bone. They're trying to weird robot bone, but also they have contacted uh, their their agents in Berlin and are enacting their plan to enact the Fourth Reich and everything. Um, so you the, ride this elevator up. <laughs> yes, then they, they try and robot bone, and then they see on the, on the camera that <laughs> the sisters are coming up. And they're like, oh, so you ride this elevator up, and then you see, like, there's something with the hand, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, Juju's, like, waiting right outside the elevator with her gun, like, pointed at the door, mm -hmm. ready to and blast then, him. And then one of the sisters just uses a force push and blows the door at her and, and basically smashes her head. Yeah, like, the top half of her head is just gone. Uh, Lothar tries to, like, shoot them, and then the other one, like, catches bullets and sends them back. So you get force powers. You get force powers. Which is awesome. <laughs> That leads you to uh, the final boss, which is Lothar, um, where, like... He has stages, though. Yeah, like, the first phase is kind of just him running around shooting you, which basically is just, like, you know, use the force powers that you just got to catch the bullets, shoot them back at him, and then do damage otherwise. Um, after a, a certain amount of time, once you do enough damage, he basically jumps out a window and 
shoots some rockets at you but then leaves um you're gonna have to climb up the rest of this like building essentially um fight through more nazis here and there and then uh you'll eventually get onto like this rooftop where you have to shoot him down like the second phase is like him in the air on a jetpack and you have to shoot him down basically um while a bunch of other nazis come and kind of try and come around and mess with you as well and then the third phase is him on the ground and you just have to keep doing damage until he dies blah 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 yeah the funniest part about that battle was like by the end of it i was like with my regular pistol <laughs> <laughs> and i think you were doing something weird too Oh, like, uh, so I'd been just using my shotgun and, like, just whittling him down. And, like, he had had, like, a smidge of health left. So I took one of my throwable weapons and just bonked him on the head and see if it would do anything. <laughs> it just bounced off, but, like, he just died immediately after, which was hilarious. I was just, like, pistoling, like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I was like, bonk. Um, so you, you take him out and everything, and then, like, you're just, like, sitting on the roof and like a Nazi uh, aircraft shows up and you're like, oh crap. And it starts shooting at you, but then it just blows up and there's an FBI helicopter and Grace and Abby are on it. And they're like, and Grace is like, like hot dog stand by. <laughs> and Grace and Abby's just like, hi. Um, so you get everyone to reunite and everything. Um, BJ and Anya basically say, like, tell you that they're going to leave Paris to you and everything, and they're going to go off and do their own thing. And the end of the game is basically the sisters and, and Abby watching, like, a big storm come in and basically saying, like, yeah, the apocalypse is about to happen. And they didn't even bother to get Abby, like, a real eye patch. No, she just has her, like, bandaged eye patch. Yeah, the apocalypse is about to happen. That's intense. Yes, so that that leads forth into some interesting ideas that they could take Wolfenstein three. Um, considering you have already opened up the 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 library towards alternate dimensions and multiple dimensions, um, I think one of the things you're going to see in in Wolfenstein three is obviously you know, is B J going and fighting Hitler, killing Hitler, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, this is probably where you'll find Mech, you'll see Mecha Hitler and all that sort of stuff, but. I feel like we're also going to get some, like, weird, like, reality jumping, time travel, potentially. Yeah, like, I think so. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, we see, like, old BJ confront, like, 1970s, 60s, 70s BJ. And be like, hey, we got to figure out, we got to find this thing on Hitler before you, you go and murder him. Um, or, like, the twins going back in time or something like that. Or just the idea of, like, the game kind of, like, taking place partially in, like, the 60s, 70s, and then also partially in, like, post-Youngblood. Uh, I just wonder so, if people are going to be confused, because, like, I don't think everybody's going to play Youngblood, and then, like, that seems like a pretty big plot point. It does! Like, that seems like a really big plot point, but also, like, you know, people are playing this game for an hour and then be like, This is trash! Yeah, which, like I said, we got to talk about that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I think there there's a lot of, like, interesting things that they could do with this game or do with, like, Wolfenstein 3 now. Mm -hmm. That, like, even even before this, they could they could have done a lot of interesting things. But now it's just, like, what if we just made this incredibly weird and wild? Like, even more so. So I have a question for you. Okay. So I know you, you have liked Wolfenstein a lot. Mm-hmm. 
Um, does this make you more excited for the next Wolfenstein or less excited for the next Wolfenstein? I think with the way this ends, I'm more excited. Um, just because of, like I said, like there's so many possibilities now that can literally happen in the next game that it it opens it up for just some really wild and wacky mm -hmm. which the series is basically known for. Yes, I agree. Um, I, I think the only thing I would be concerned about... Sorry, what? I said, like, keeping a fashionable choker on that keeps your head on. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the only thing that I would be concerned about would be if they keep this style of gameplay. Yeah, I could see that not working as much on the uh, on the real Wolfenstein, because, like, having the levels and all that just isn't going to work. Right. Like, that, I think that's the only thing that really would, like, make me iffy. But if it's like kind of a similar style to the the mainline games, and they just implement this new stuff that they've, this new story stuff that they've added in from Young Blood, like I'm I'm totally down. I'm totally ready. Yes. So so yeah. Um, but like I said, like this isn't like a perfect game. It's it's a flawed game. I would say like it like I said, it has a lot of identity crisis with it. Um, the very first boss is not good i don't think no because it's, it's basically a big difficulty spike like yep. right out of the gate and it's a boss that has like that is able to like camouflage itself and turn invisible and just like jump basically up on you. one hit ko you yeah like it's it is not a good introduction to that game nope we were both like, super frustrated yeah like i think if you could have done that fight like a little long a little ways down the road and it would have been better or just like you know, ma don't make him so high level and right. to kill. Um, don't let just, him have a one hit KO. Yeah, it was just a very frustrating, and specifically because like you're so low level at that point, you don't have a lot of guns. Yeah. And anytime you restart, you restart with the same ammo count that you, that you had, died with. But that you died with, so like it makes it even more difficult than what it really should be. Um, but really, that was like the only super tough fight in the game. I would say. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, it's just it, it just feels like out of place and like way too high of a difficulty spike to begin with. Um, but yeah, like it's it's a game that like yes, like I feel like this is definitely something like yeah, it's a thirty dollar game. Yeah, I get that. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, of course, like like you've mentioned, we have there's something there's been some obviously controversial review bombs going on around this because of course there are um same thing happened with wolfenstein 2 mm. specifically like around you know the marketing around wolfenstein 2 where there's a lot of just like of the like wolfenstein 2 twitter just being like let's go f up nazis and shit like that and people getting mad about that because of course they are because nazis don't want to be called out and shown <sighs> that they're bad um and of course that 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 basically becomes a subsect of certain capital G gamers as well. Um, because there is a lot of, unfortunately there is some Nazism in video games, not video games, but in gaming culture, gaming culture. Yes. Yes. Um, so you made mention that, uh, there had been a lot of review bombing on, I think like Metacritic or something like that mm -hmm. about people talking about how like, all oh, this is just, this is just catering the feminists and those SJWs and all that sort of stuff. And it's just like, <sighs> and that like 
it's insane that the women aren't hot. Sorry, you can't play this game one-handed. It's like, really, you're complaining about teenage girls looking like teenage girls. Like, really? Mm-hmm. that That's what you're complaining about. He's like, men don't want to play as ugly women. Blah, this is only pandering. I'm like, oh, my <laughs> God. But then, like, some of the critiques are legit. Like we've said, like, there are issues with this game. But there are legitimate critiques you can make about this game. Correct. Like multiple versions of the um, like review bombs are like, yeah, it has microtransactions and you can't, the game is unplayable unless you spend money. Absolutely not. Like there and, are microtransactions, but the only thing microtransactions are used for are for cosmetics. Right. And we, we played through the entire game and didn't pay a, a cent. No. So we were like, um, what? But they said that. And, um, like I said, they were mad that like yeah. the girls weren't hot and that it was just feminist pandering. I will Which, say that like uh, supposedly the Switch version is bad. I mean, I'm not surprised by that. Right, but like th- like uh, again, another legitimate complaint. Um, that seems to be the version that like not to play. Yeah. Um, there was one that you told me about this morning that made me really laugh, and specifically with the comparison you made, oh. where someone. <laughs> Someone mentioned that like there are no no significant prominent... male NPCs. It is like um the whole game revolves around you finding BJ Blazkowicz who is a non-playable character in this game and, and a, a very significant one. And a guy. And then you were like, "Yeah, he, he's he's Zelda." <laughs> he is. He's Princess Zelda in this. Which you're not wrong, but like that's such a wild comparison. <laughs> Can we just name this uh, game uh, BJ2 The Adventures of Jess and Soph? <laughs> that would have been a great title for it. The Legend of Blaskowitz. Oh my god. Legitimately though, that he, he is Princess Zelda who can dual wield machine guns. You are not wrong. <laughs> Such a good comparison. But they're like, there's no, there's no male NPC of significance. I'm like, did you even pay any attention to the plot? Because um, also the final boss is a dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, people play this game for an hour and come up with their own, come up with their own ideas about it, and also people who don't play the game come up with their own ideas about it. Right. Which is and basically what a lot of these review bombs are probably probably are. It's really obvious looking at a lot of them that they did not play the game or they barely played yeah. the game. It's it's one of those things where like you're seeing a lot of like these types of re- review aggregate sites basically, essentially allowing for user reviews but not accounting for them. Yeah, like I thought I, I thought they were gonna start doing better on that. But... I think it was like um who did that recently? I think it was like Rotten Tomatoes was prominent about that recently, where they're like, we will still let you to do user reviews, but like we're not we're not gonna like count those or anything because mm-hmm. of so many review bomb situations. Well, and one thing that I found interesting about it is um, there was the review bomb, but then a lot of them were like, obviously you can't pay attention to the game's media because look at the difference in the user score and the the, um, critic score. Like, blah, they're only pandering. And it's like, what? (laughs) Capital G gamers will will try and draw man an argument out of anything because they're complete dumb. It's so bad, and they're like, "You, if you don't like this game, then that means you're sexist, apparently." And I'm like, 
what? Nobody said that. Nobody. And then I also saw somebody call it like the the Ghostbusters of Wolfenstein. I was like, oh, like really? Is that supposed to be a complaint? Yeah. So apparently, you know, people just still hate. Oh, are they talking about the the the, the last Ghostbusters? The last Ghostbusters. Oh. Yeah. People are f- stupid. I agree with you. The internet was a mistake. The internet was a mistake and gamers are a mistake. That's that's also true. Like legitimately, that is... Ugh, I do not understand how in God's name is like, oh man, you know, we have to complain about this game. It sucks so bad. It's like you didn't even play it. You just saw that there were like two young girls on the cover and you're like, nope. I hate it. You saw that it was about killing Nazis, and you're like, no, not my ideology. Oh, no, people are mad at me. Yeah, that's also a thing. Is it like one of the one of the review bombs is like, so it says that like any white male is a Nazi, and so that's bad. I'm like, um, you do know that Nazis were white, right? Y- you know that. There was a specific reason for that. Um, there were also women Nazis. As evident in this game. They were white. People really did not pay attention in history. Or also, like, history is probably sometimes poorly taught in certain Correct. areas, but... Well, and also, like... People are also actively like fighting against having correct information about World War II and Nazism and the Holocaust. Like that is a real thing people are trying to rewrite the history of at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it has been like a fight for several years now. And to say that like this game is only because feminists hate men and that all men are Nazis because they're white and male. And I'm like, I don't understand how in the hell you came up with that logic, but like, Jesus, dude, you need, you need help. Yeah. Yep. 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 So it, it definitely got review bombed. I saw like one of the differences on Metacritic was like, the like critic score was like a seven point six or something like that, which like it's a, it's a passable game. I'd give it like a six or something. Which like the Metacritic scores on the Wikipedia page, like they aren't the best. Like right. the PC has, is is seventy four of a hundred, PS four is a sixty nine nice out of a hundred, and the X Bone is a sixty four out of a hundred. And I mean, I I think six or seven is a solid score for it. Like it's 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 a True. fun game if you're playing with somebody. It's very flawed though. Um, but like the difference in like a 7.4 and then a like 2.3, like that's obviously a review bomb. Correct. Terribly. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you picked up some French when we were playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Wolfenstein. I played a first-person shooter, guys. You did, and you you did really well in it. Thank you. I tried my Rubesti. You did your Rubesti. I I did my Rubesti, and um, now that I have played my one first-person shooter of the 
of the year now, then I will play my second one later in Doom. You will. <laughs> and it will be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's going to wrap this episode up. Like, I'm bleeding. Well, that's not good. Whoops. Um, uh, like like we talked about, like it's, it is a thirty dollars game. It's relatively short. Like yeah. we got through it in like three different PlayStation play sessions, not PlayStations. <laughs> um, Two probably around like ten to twelve hours ish. Um, so like I said, not long, but again, it is it is not a full price game. So, um, and find someone to play with because that it will make the they'll give you the best experience. Yeah, uh, it was possible. a lot of fun playing with you because I know mm-hmm. you, and also like. You aren't mad at me for being bad at first-person shooters. <laughs> I mean, I feel like most of the time it was me running around being a d- and falling down and be like, "Hey, help! <laughs> Please come, save me!" And come in with my black blood and just like annihilate some of the big dudes. I'm just laying there like. <laughs> well, there was one time that was so funny because like it was just chaos, and I came in and I was like, Prrr! and you're like, "Well, that was efficient." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like all right <laughs> and you were very like flummoxed by my use of efficient there i just thought it was funny that you you called my my shooting of the nazis efficient well we, it was, i think that was the time when we had like it was uh it was one of the last um brother towers and it's like we just completely came through and just like wiped everyone out and it was really good teamwork we had so like yep. it was very efficient it was very efficient you are correct <laughs> uh um so yeah uh that's gonna wrap this episode up uh so yeah a little bit of shorter episode but you know it's a it's a shorter game that's that's how this thing works it still was probably relatively like it's not a short episode i assume we're at 50 yeah that's that's still a pretty lengthy episode short for us it's short for us correct but it's that's what i mean yeah um, so if you'd like more from us, go to seasonalnightmarecheckup.com or SAC.cool. It's where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Seasonal Night Checkup and Jared Now Watch. Uh, you can find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash animecheckup. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash patreon.com slash SACOVA. I almost forgot the URL for a hot second. Oh, no. Uh, next week... We might talk about the Fire Emblem, but also that game seems like it could be real long. So who knows? Yeah, it seems like, and also like there are multiple routes, so I'm not sure how it'll end up going for us. Yeah, I don't think we're going to commit to going all three routes before we talk about it, but shrug shoulders. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, that Yeah, like, like I said, that'll just depend on how long that takes us to get through and whatnot, so... Uh, who knows? Maybe it will be that or it'll be something else entirely. Who knows? Who knows? We might find something. It's true. That's what we're good at. I have to stop my bleeding. Let's stop let's stop Al's bleeding and see you next week when she's not. Bye.